Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luang, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Praise the Lord. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, this morning. We are grateful of your presence, the power of your spirit that enables us. We pray for a covering and protection upon our life. We worship you, Father, for you are kind and you are merciful. Thank you, Lord. We pray for the blood of Jesus upon us, that as we share the word, may the word build us up. May we find comfort in you. May you answer our life challenges, oh, Father, even this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. For all those who are visiting us for the first time today, we say welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah. We are sharing on vision and we pray that God will will build you up and you will be encouraged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of John chapter 12, verse 24 to 26. The cost of life it's life. The subtopic for our message today is vision, our love for God. Vision, our love for God. The cost of life is life. Jesus gave his life for our life. So if there is anything of significance that we are going to do, or if there is anything that is going to impact lives of people, is our willingness to surrender and to give our life to God. It says, therefore, uh, the book of John 12, 24, 26, it says, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. So we owe God all that we have. As we said, the cost of life is life. If we are desiring great things for our life, the cost of life is life. Jesus gave his life for our life. And if we are going to make any impact or any difference here on earth is going to be the life that we give. Any person who has made any serious significance is the contribution of their life. Their willingness to lose. If you are not willing to lose, there is a chance that you will not, able, you will not be able to experience the goods of what your life could give. We therefore say to you, you owe all, or we owe all that we have to God. May the Lord have mercy on us. The scripture we have read gives us an understanding. It says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, your life, the significance of your life is in the process of being sown to allow it to germinate and something new to come out of it. Most of the time, most of us are thinking the greatness of our life is when we live our life. But Jesus is speaking to us. He says, all those who live their life for themselves will lose their life. We can give example after example. For a few years, while your body is strong, for a few years, while you are 
possibly just graduated or trying to find life, your life starts to make sense. But soon you discover that your life is more important than the things that you are doing. And here, the Bible says, unless a kernel of wheat falls down to the ground and dies, it remains a single seed. But let's, let's go further. He says, but uh, if it dies, it produces much grain. He says, he who loves his life will lose it. He that loveth his life will lose it. There are a lot of us who love our life. And the Bible gives us a picture here that there are a lot of people who love their life. They are going to lose it. And it says, he that hated his life in this world. In other words, he who doesn't care much about this life, but he gives his life for the sake of others and to God, his life will have significance. And he says here, he who hated his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Now the question I have for you is, how long or how far, how significant do you want your life to be? Every seed that is not sown, it remains alone. We talk about being a shepherd. We talk about multiplying your life in the lives of others, as Christ has done in the life of others. It's going to take sacrifice. I always say, to grow a human being takes a lifetime. It doesn't matter how old. If your parents are still alive, they're still going to command you. They're going to tell you at your 40, 50 years, oh, sorry, so come here. We want to talk to you. And they'll tell you this and this we don't like about you. You must change. And the same is true. If we surrender our life, we will have more. If we love our life that much, we will lose it. That's why after some time, people have been working for years. When they look back into their life, they realize they've wasted all that they have. We always encourage people, let's go to school. Learn as much as you can. Because we don't go to school to find a job. We go to school to grow ourselves so that we are able to engage in a complex things and to take complex things and to make them easy for us to be able to live. And I always say to conquer the world is the ability to be able to succeed and survive in every circumstance and in every situation. So loving your life is to give it to the Lord. Can you tell your neighbor, loving your life is to give it to the Lord. Yes, because the Bible gives us that. Verse 26. It says, if, if any man serves me, let him follow me. If you are serving me, the, the significance is your following. If you are not following, then you are not my disciple. It says, if any man serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, what the truth. Yes. He says, if any man serves me, him my father will honor. May the Lord honor you this morning in the name of Jesus. May the Lord turn your shame around in the name of Jesus. May every blackmail in your life be destroyed in the name of Jesus. So you have to understand, you cannot be a shepherd and no sacrifice. You cannot be a great leader. You can't be a powerful manager. You can't be a great businessman. There's a lot to give. We usually ask people, what, are, what is it that you are willing to give away? People are willing to sacrifice their families. They'll sacrifice their families to pursue their career. And at the end of their life, they look back, they realize that it was a bad choice. It's not something to die for. 
You don't have a bad choice. And even with us, it's the same. Our love for God will be seen in the way we lead our life as we balance our career, our family life, and all the activities that we do. God must be the central focus. We have got a few points today, and we'll get into them by the grace of God. Amen. Uh, point number one. The vision demands that we love God and we give our all. It demands that we love God. Jesus said, you know, if you love me, follow me. And he says, carry your cross and follow me. Hallelujah. So, the vision demands that we love God and we give our all. Luke chapter 14, verse 26, 27. Luke 14, 26, 27. It says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. What is Jesus talking about? He says, if any man comes to me and hate not his father, his mother, his wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yeah, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. So Jesus is talking to us that our love for him must exceed all these things that are taken as premier in our life. What are the things that are premier? To love our father, to love our mother, to love our wives, our children, our brethren and sisters. I heard somebody many years ago saying blood is thicker than, than water. You know, trying to refer to the wife that is going to relate with his family that his wife, he was naive. So we then had to explain to him that literally the blood that you have you are much more closer to your wife than to your, to your family. So in dying in that level, your wife comes before your father, before your, your husband comes before your father because they've been a blood covenant, much more deeper covenant than just a, a, a family relation. And this is the challenge that Jesus is giving to us that unless you are willing to let go of all that you think is precious and important, the things that you want to keep preciously, it says then you will lose all of that. May the Lord give us the grace to surrender our life to him. A great shepherd is like David who goes, pursues the lion that has destroyed his sheep and destroys it to make sure that he recovers whatever remains, that, that, that of his sheep, whatever that remains, he recovers it and he gives a, a, a testimony there. He says, I pursue it and I kill it. And I take whatever that is left of my lambs. It's true of us. You cannot be a great Christian by just being by yourself. Then you are not a Christian. A Christian cannot be by themselves. A Christian is concerned about the well-being of others. The reason why we don't share some time, we don't invite, we don't bring people, we don't do much is because we are much more concerned about ourselves. I remember in the early days when we were starting to do cruise, uh, 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 the outreach, somebody said, hmm, I'm just worried. I get intimidated to go out. And the book of Matthew tells us the same. Jesus said, if you are afraid of me in public, I'll be afraid 
of, of, of speaking of you before the Father. May the Lord have mercy. So Jesus is our joy. We said number one, the, the, the vision enables us, uh, demands that we love God and we give our own. So Jesus is our full joy. Why? We give our life because Christ has given his life. Life for life. This is why when people get married, they, we always make that uh, till death do us part. Or I give, I give my all. I give my life and all that I have so that you may have all that you, you so that I can have all that you have. So it's an exchange of life. I give my life for your life. We had a case many years past of a young woman. They, they just got married. We are canceling them. And the young woman was insisting the husband must take a policy. A life policy like a million rand or so. Yes, almost 20 years ago. And I said, I, we, we spoke with the woman. I said, why? Why do you insist on it? She says, I mean, we have a child now. If he dies, what will happen? I'm just worried. And we said to her, why don't you take a joint policy? One million, one million, five hundred thousand, five hundred. The woman said, hey, if I die, he will marry again. <laughs> if I die, you will, you will marry, you will use this money. It's a lot of money. So we say, oh, so for you, you are not willing to give your life for him, but he must give his life for you. But then she says, yeah, but he's got a, a child. He must, when is there, who's going to take care of the child? And we say, but it's the same. If you die, you have got a child. Who's going to take care of the child? So the, the issue here is the willingness to die to self-interest and doing your own thing. People have uh, uh, short-sightedness. They can't see too far. Our nose as Africans is not even sharp. It's just flat. So we are flat in our vision. We just don't see too far. May the Lord have mercy on us. The book of Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. We are talking about uh, vision demands that we love God and we give our all. It says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You must endure what? Yeah, this one says, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. No one engages in warfare, entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that it may please him who enlisted him as a shoulder. I always say to people, after all your efforts, we were looking at some of our friends who have really gone full, full throttle for their careers. And we're trying to look at all of them when we graduated. And, and we realize they've done well when you look at it superficially. It's like a shell, an eggshell. But when you go inside, you realize there's nothing. The, the, the women they married, they divorced. The husband they married, they divorced. Their life is a mess. And so we're talking about it to say, what is it that has preserved us? What is it that has kept me and you to still be together? And we discovered it was not because we love each other. No. It's got nothing to do with love. <laughs> Uh, is, is, that song is, is this love, is this love that I'm feeling? Marriage cannot be kept by love, Sister Sarah. No. <laughs> it's your willingness to die. He says, no man that warranted entangles himself with the affairs of this life, 
that it may please him who has chosen him to be. For us, we discovered the main reason why we are still together and we seem to be having sanity is because we are still serving Jesus. In our infant, you know, they say we are in the elementary. We are not a complex. We don't share complex things. We share simple things. That is what has kept us. The others, their life became complex. They started to pursue the things that they were not supposed to pursue. The things that are glittering. We usually say, uh, Satan deceives you that you can, you can overcome the world by yourself. And you cannot. And here Timothy, Paul is writing to Timothy. He says, you therefore my son, enjoy hardship as a good shoulder. To be in church, you get ridiculed. You work so hard. After you have worked so hard, take a person to university, help them to go to school, help them to have children, take care of them. They divorce you. They come one day and they tell you, or you hear that the person is offended and he has left. You send text message, SMS, whatever. The person will not want to see you because he's offended. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Yes. When, when you preach like this sometimes, Oh, you are preaching about me. May the Lord have mercy. Yes. He says you cannot integrate yourself. We are talking about vision demands that we love God and we give our all. Your love for God is forsaking all for Jesus. You forgive all for Jesus. The highest sign of our love and commitment to the Lord is to forsake all. Look Chapter 14, verse 33. says, so likewise, who, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. These are simple instructions. So like, likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he had, he cannot be my disciple. You cannot come to, je- to church and think we will treat you because you have a senior position. A president, if he comes to church, he might be an usher. No, that's true. It, this is the house of God, isn't it? Yes. It, the mayor, if the mayor comes, we'll recognize him as a mayor, but he's a child of God. And therefore, he's got a play, part to play in the scheme of the life of the kingdom of God. So, we might use his skills, his wisdom, his uh, connections to advance the kingdom of God. But if we talk about, we're looking for somebody to do parking outside, we might say, oh, brother, mayor, uh, we have some cars to be taken care of. It's not a lower job. I was telling somebody, I say, our, our cars outside are taken care by doctors and engineers. I said, you can't, you can't find a, 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 parking, a parking attendant like that for free. Can you imagine? They are guarding your car with their life. A doctor is sitting there guarding your car with their life. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Number two. We give our life because we love the Lord. Why do we give our life? Because we love the Lord. Unless you give your life, your life will not work. We have seen it. Every person who tries to work for themselves, it doesn't work. Power is released through sacrifice. Can you tell your neighbor, power is released through sacrifice. Listen, nothing in life works without sacrifice. Yeah. 
the other day we were talking about it that if you are a young woman you want to be married you have to cut yourself to size you must fit you must fit it's not like oh the brother must bow down to you it doesn't work that way you must cut yourself to size fit in the small box everybody say hey this woman she, she, she's going with this guy and every girl in town said the guy is a fool yeah then few years down the line they realize your feeding has really made the guy big and therefore you are enjoying the benefit of it so unfortunately for most of us our love is not really a love that is surrendered to God it's a, it's a, it's, we, we love God for what we can get out of it we give our life because we love the Lord. In the book of John 10, 15. John chapter 10, verse 15. says, as the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for what? For the sheep. A good shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. A good shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. Every day is a choice we have to make. Every day is a choice. You have to make that choice. Am I going to live for God? Or am I going to live for myself? So, it says, my life I lay down. John 10, 17. It says, therefore my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. So, when, when you die to yourself, when you say, I, I, as, a, as a shepherd, I'm, I'm taking care of people. When you think, oh, I still have to report. I still have to account for this. It can become very intimidating. All of us have to account. God has given us responsibility. All of us are accounting. Yes. And he says here, I laid down my life that I may take it again. Others will never have the opportunity to take their life again. We were talking with one of our pastors. And he was telling me, and he says, this person came and visited me. When they look back, they desired, they desired, they desired, they, they haven't left. Have you been in that place? When you look back and you realize the choice I made was a bad choice. And I say, oh, tell him the door is still open. Heaven still accepts souls. Spiritually, neighbor, the door is still open. Yes. There is, there is more room in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, there is forgiveness. Galatians 2, verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, I live my life for Christ. Can you tell your neighbor, I live my life for Christ. Yes. The life that I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. In other words, I've made the decision to live not for myself, but for God. Number three, we give because we love the work. The vision demands that we give. We give because we love the work of the Lord. And we love the work of God to prosper. Matthew 21 Verse 2 and 3. Matthew 21, verse 2 and 3 says, Saying to them, Go into the villages op uh, opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, 
who shall say, the Lord has need of them. Can you say, the Lord has need of them? Say it like you mean it. The Lord has need of them. Yes, the Lord has need of them. The, the, the things that show our love to God is our ability to surrender the things that the Lord needs of us. People have the tendency to give everything else except what is valuable. I saw this in the church. We're receiving gifts for the destitute, for those who are less privileged or who have gone through difficulties in their life. They need help. And you say to people, can you give? Most of the time, the clothes that people gave, where to stop taking clothes from people? They will bring clothes they have been washed. You know your clothes smells. Go to your washing bin. Yeah, it's like they took the clothes from the washing bin to come and give to the people. Number two, they gave clothes that were finished. It's not like these modern jeans that are automatically torn and nicely done. No. The, the clothes are finished. That's what they want to give. That is not love. That is, that is not. But here Jesus was saying, tell the people the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. Your love is seen in your generosity. Can you tell your neighbor, your love is seen in your generosity. Yes, your love is seen in your generosity. Your generosity proves that you love. When you consolidate, when you love somebody, when you go out for somebody who's not here, somebody's not here in the first service, and maybe the second service, the person will not be there. The third service, the, the person might not be there. Don't be deceived that, oh, the school's closed on Friday, so the person might, might have gone home. Play games. This is city center. If you go, the person slept at 4 a.m. Yeah. They were doing all the other things except the right thing. So even with you, your generosity is seen, your love is seen in your generosity. Hallelujah. When you pay the tithe, we know that you love God. Hallelujah. When you give your time, we know you love, you love God. You love the people. That's why you are giving. Some of us, our cell members are not even aware that uh, we love them so much that we have stopped everything for them. It's like a baby. If you have a small child, the small child doesn't understand too many things until possibly two, three years. Everything that they do, you put a very expensive vase. You put it on the center of the table and you say, oh, let me go and fetch water. And you leave the child there. The child is not going to look at your vase and say, mommy's vase is expensive. <laughs> you love the child, but because they lack understanding, they trash the things that you value. And sometimes the people we are taking care of, we pursue them. They don't see that their life is being saved. No. That is why children always want to touch the flames. They want to do some things. So traditionally we say, let them burn. They say, oh, no, no, no. Say, no, let them burn now so that they know this thing is dangerous. Children who have not burned, they play with matches. That's why they burn houses. They become arsonists. Because they have been learned as children while they were crawling. You need to allow them to touch the flame so that they are afraid of it. And in their mind, they will know this thing is not something to play with. But when they have not experienced it, you have shielded them. So some of our sheep, some of our sheep 
are just like that, ungrateful, not understanding. Until one day their eyes are opened. It's then that somebody came back. I, I got somebody who phoned me and was appreciating. Says, I never understood. But now I understand. Why? Because the place where they are in life demands certain responsibilities from, from them. And he was just wishing. He took all the notes when I said, take some notes. He says, I wish I took the notes. I wish uh, I took the tapes, you know. Because today is demanded of me to do exactly the same. May the Lord have mercy. So your, genero- your love is seen in your generosity by doing Christian duty. Number four, love is the, is the greatest gift. Vision is the greatest gift that God has given to us. Jesus is the greatest gift that God has given to us. So generosity and sacrifice are the drivers for the advancement of the kingdom. Generosity and sacrifice are the drivers for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Matthew 26 verse 18. And he said, go into, uh, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. Hallelujah. Can you tell your neighbor, love always multiplies. Love always gives more than you, you can ever think. Yes, love always gives more. Listen, when you love and you show yourself, there is more that will come your way. There is more that will come. John chapter 6, verse 9. It says, there is a lad, Jesus was looking at the multitude and said, oh, they've been with me for three days. We need to do something for them. And he started talking about food. We need to feed the people. And this is what they say. Uh, he says, there is a lad here who have five barley, <coughs> barley loaves and two small fish. But then he answered himself immediately, realizing the crowd. But what are they among so many? Nevertheless, and never look down on what you have. Can you tell your neighbor, never look down on what you have? Yes, never look down. When, 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 when the disciple was saying to Jesus, I only, I found a boy with five loaves. I think maybe it was like lunch. The boy has been there. I don't think he was much on the sailing mode. But he had, he had the bread that he wanted to keep and some fish as we hear. And when the disciple looked at it, possibly they said, ah, this is nothing. Don't look down on what you have. One word can heal and restore in the name of Jesus. As a shepherd, have this confidence that the prayer you make, God will answer. Yes. It's not in the many words we speak that miracles come. It's not in the actions we do that miracles come. It's in our obedience <coughs> and in response to the need that is there that when we put our hand and say, in the name of Jesus, may you be healed. To you, it's just words. But these words are loaded with supernatural power to bring a change. Mark 12, 43, 44. <coughs> Never look down on your words. The Bible tells us about the poor widow. 
Love always gives more. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but out of her poverty put in all that she had for a whole livelihood. Praise the Lord. Now when you look at this person, we look at ourselves and say, oh fine, I'm coming to give. There are some of us, when they give, in a sense, it's a proven fact that the most generous people are the lowest in society. Because when they give, it's not like they've got a lot of other things to give. What they give is all they have. If you ask, how much did you give? If somebody has got 100 rand, they gave 10, 10 rand. It's 10%. With us, you might give 100 rand, but you have got uh, 10,000. So, you are not really inconvenienced at all. And here Jesus was talking about this widow and said, she surely... I say to you that the poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put out of their abundance, but out of her poverty, put in all that she had for her whole livelihood. May this be your story in the name of Jesus. You see, as we give, sometimes it looks like we are losing. It's like a farmer who casts his seed in the ground. For the insane... They'll say, I wouldn't do it. It's a, waste of, it's a waste of resource. I wouldn't sow my seeds. Listen. When you sow the seed, there's going to be a return. There's going to be a season when everybody else is going to realize I needed to have started early. This is why the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 11 it says, give your share to seven or to eight for you do not know which one will succeed. Our consistent giving, verse 6 of the same chapter says, in the morning sow your seed and in the evening, do not withhold your hand. Why? Our continual sacrifice will always yield a great return. For those who keep, the Bible says, even that which they keep, they will not have. We give our life, we give our time, we give our resources, and in return, God gives us life and much more. He says, brothers and sisters, I will give to you. As I said in many occasions, that that saying is very true. I've seen, uh, I have family that is not blood related. I have people anywhere I travel in the world where because of the Jesus that we share together, the doors are open. May the same be true of you in the name of Jesus. And lastly, we do the vision of the kingdom because there is a blessing in it. Hallelujah. Can you tell your neighbor, there is a blessing in saving the Lord. Yeah. Our success is not in the many things we have. If it was so, then the rich will not commit suicide. Yeah. They will not kill themselves. They will not kill themselves. No. They will enjoy. They will say, oh, I have all the money. For us who don't have the money, our issue is, oh, if I have the money, I will have a good life. Hmm. Money has its own problems. I say money has its own problems. Yeah. Money has its own problems. If money could solve problems, 
I tell you, most of us will not be having problems today because we have money. This I like saying, before you started working, your life was fine until you worked and you earned a salary. Then you realize, hey, life can be difficult because the money, if, now you have the money, but the money is never enough. Even a rich man, when you ask him money, he will tell you, I don't have. Yet he's got so much in the, in the safe. Yes, he did. Holding it, hoping I will expand and grow this money. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Proverbs 10 verse 22. It says, The blessing of the Lord make one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. We do the work of the Lord because there is a blessing in it. We serve the Lord because there is a blessing. Proverbs 10 verse 4 says, He who has a slack hand becomes poor. But the hand of the diligent make rich. Hallelujah. Loving and giving our life to Jesus is the ultimate gift we can give to God. When, when we give our life to God, when, when we surrender and we look at ourselves and say, there are so many things to achieve. I'm going to do all these things. In a sense, it has been discovered that the most successful and people who are enjoying life, they do all the things. At school, if you have a good memory, at your school, the guy who plays soccer, who plays all the games, is on the top ten in the class. And all the failures, all Michelas at the back there, they're doing nothing at school. They will tell you, I'm reading. <laughs> and the more they read, the more they fail. Because this is a complex issue. No, it's serious. There are people that are trying. I mean, some are doing fourth, fifth year at the university. They still don't get it. Those who are engaged in many things, you'll be shocked. That's why you need to learn that what we are teaching, we are not saying don't live. Because sometimes people are thinking we are saying don't live. No. What we are saying is that let the kingdom be a priority in your life. Yes. All these things will be added. All these things. The Bible says seek first the kingdom. That's what I'm pushing for. To say you must first seek the kingdom. In, as you get the job and you get excited. Oh, I got the job in Devon. You should be asking yourself. So far. How long will I live in Devon? Because that's what Satan will do. Unless you are strong and say... I'm going. I, 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 I had to go far to get people because they got new jobs. But in the process of getting new jobs, their life became a mess. And I said to them, you need to come closer. Abandon the job. Get a new job so that you can have your sanity back. Hallelujah. So we are not saying don't do anything. No, we are saying uh, uh, as a young woman, young man, go to university, graduate, get a good job. But let God be the central focus. Start your own business. Let God be the central focus. Get married, have children, but stay on course. Don't lose the aim. Continue to labor in the house of God. Buy nice cars. Stay in posh houses on top, the, on top of the hill. So that when you pray, you can pray over the heads of everybody else. That is powerful. But as you do these things, don't allow these things to take you over. 
And then you find yourself, you think your life, the worth of your life is in the things that you are doing. No. The worth of your life is in saving the Lord. With these things or without them, those were policies, I know what it is to be in abundance. And I know what it is to be abased, to lack in my life. Hallelujah. Nothing has changed. So, loving Jesus is an ultimate gift we can give to God. Even ourselves. Every giving opens uh, the door even more wider. As we said, when we give, uh, giving shows the greatest level uh, uh, of, of gratitude. John 12, 25. We read the scripture earlier and I close. It says, he who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So it doesn't mean, oh, you have to be poor. You don't have to do, no, no, no. As you labor here, let the central theme of your life remain Jesus. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, this morning. We are grateful for the reading of your word that Christ died, that through his life we may have life, that life was given for life. And we pray for ourselves, O oh God, even this morning, that, Lord, may we give our life to you. Your word, Father, teaches that. It says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it, for it is better that you enter life, eternal life, maimed. Father, I pray for each and every man, woman, and child that is seated here, that, Father, we will respond to eternal life, that, Lord, we will surrender our life to God, that in our endeavor, as we do all these good and powerful things, Father, building families, building careers, that, Lord, you should be the central theme, the threat that runs through all the things we do. I commit this day, each and every person seated here, that, Lord, we may not just come to church, but that, Father, we may know you. Your way teaches us that, Lord, you are the Son of God. We pray today that through Christ we may come to know you in Jesus' name. While all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, maybe you are here this morning, you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray together with you. You can make that choice, and uh, as most of us have made the choice, to say, Lord, you'll remain the central focus of our life, the threat that runs in all and everything that we do. I want to pray together with you. The Bible tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have an everlasting life. Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Ruadde. For more life-transforming messages, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel at Emmanuel Christian Church HOJ.